Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Okay, hey, Doug from Denver. I saw there was a question here. Will says, I guess I'm most confused when you say that I see the F chord sitting there and the A chord sitting there. How is that? Well, I'm visualizing these chords. I'm visualizing the A chord right here. Now, I have to know these chords, obviously, right? Where you might just know A or something like that. I don't know what you know, but I'm visualizing the A chord here and the D chord here. So I'm seeing both those chords sitting right there, and I'm trying to look at how they are similar and how they are different. And when I start playing, I'm trying to emphasize notes of the A while A is playing and D while D is playing. And then when F sharp minor comes up, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to find an F sharp in this position. I don't want to go all the way down here right now. I'm trying to find it in the same spot. So my melody is a bit more consistent. Now, you might not be able to do that right now. You might have to move around the guitar, and that's okay. I'm just trying to visualize my A, my D, and my F sharp all sitting kind of in the same spot on the guitar. So as I'm playing, I can make these simple movements from one note to another or even just stay on the same note and make that connection. One of the key things is you have to be thinking about your rhythms. Like if you just go... It might sound really nice and it might make for a good little chord thing. Like I think about when I uh, used to play in a large church and a lot of times you're comping chords like somebody else is doing a strumming or something like that and you're just trying to make something... you know, or a two note. You know, some sort of little thing behind whatever you're doing. That's a really great place to do that. Right now, we're not really talking about that, but these chords work great for that. So as I'm playing, what I'm thinking about is going back to our last discussion. Okay, as I start doing this, can I do something different with my rhythm, right? I might go... And try and change up that rhythm a little bit, the dynamic a little bit, to make this a little more interesting as I go. So let me try that again. Okay, show you what I'm talking about here. So just using those same three chords, those same shapes that I just showed you, but just trying to make it sound a little different. Now, the truth is, that's still not enough 
to get us to the place we want to be, but it's a wonderful start. Now, before I move on to my next idea, what I want you to understand is I could go other places and do this exact same thing if I know my fretboard well enough, okay? So if I did something like this, if I went up to, let's say I went up to A right here. Now again, don't get weirded out. I'm playing an A chord with a C shape. Now you have to know your cage system to understand what I'm doing here, but it's really not that complicating. I just want you to understand if I move here. So there's my A chord with my C shape, okay? And then I've got a D chord coming. Well, my D is sitting right here. Here's a six string bar chord. Okay. And then I've got my F sharp minor. Well, what am I going to do with that? Well, my F sharp minor would be sitting here as well. That would be right here. Okay. So I got to start thinking if I was going to do the exact same idea, I could be up here. See, and you can hear them. You might want your solo to sound exactly like that. That might be exactly what you're looking for. For me, I need a little more of something else, but this definitely gets me into the ballpark, okay, of trying to build something where I'm visualizing these chords. And I could do this anywhere I want. And of course, I could move back and forth. I could start here doing my A and then as D and then F sharp minor comes up you know you can move around the guitar you don't have to just do it all in one place you can go wherever you want so the next step is is as I'm doing this and I already mentioned this but I want to start thinking about how I can make some contrast here in my phrasing and in my dynamics okay that's step number one step number two that I really want you to get today is the next step is, is you really need to start thinking about adding the scale back in to connect you. Because for me, it really is, it's all about, I mean, there's a lot of things involved here. Don't forget about phrasing and groove and all those sorts of things. But we're talking about melody. We're trying to make a connection to the chords. So we're talking more about notes than we are about feel and things like that. And the trick here is, is being able to utilize this arpeggio or chord shape idea and still utilize the scale to connect us, just like we talked about in the last session. So that's how we're making the connection to our last live session. The next live session, we're gonna be talking more about emphasizing non-chord tones. That's what we're gonna be talking about on Wednesday. So remember, please do me a favor. There's a link over in the description. You can check out Melodic Soloing, see if it's something you're interested in. Um, head over to guitarzoom.com and check it out. Ian says, my problem is that I need to slow down. And I'm, I'm telling you, Ian, that's a perfect thing to say. I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. Because it's true. This whole thing, all of this stuff is, you've got to have time to think. And we talked about this in the last session too. But you, improvisation is kind of a, it's a trap in that if we try and do something too quickly, we wind up doing the same thing we always do and everything sounds exactly the same. The trick to really making something sound more musical is, Number one, making a logical connection to the chords, which is what we're talking about right now. And number two is learning how to make your solo sound dynamic and different, unique, contrasting. I'm not saying you have to sound different than everybody else on the planet. What I'm saying is your solo should have some contrast, some dynamics in it. So right now what I want to do is I want to take this same idea, again, using A, D, and F sharp, and maybe I build out an A, and then I see D coming, but instead of doing something like that, where I'm just playing the arpeggio, like there's my root third fifth, and then here's 
I'm seeing this, right? And I'm seeing the A chord sitting right here. That's what I'm visualizing. But instead of doing that, maybe what I do is I bring back that scale that we talked about on the last live session. And boom, you hear that note right there? I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and you're getting motivated to take your guitar playing to the next level. Please do me a favor and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help the show grow and reach more rock stars like you who want to improve their guitar playing. Also, I'd love to know what parts of the episode you liked as well as what you learned. So please share this podcast and tag us at guitarzoom.com on your social post. And now let's get back to the podcast. Okay, that G sharp that I'm playing right there all of a sudden sounds really fresh and really, really nice. And it's just one note. It's not a big deal at all. Okay. But when we were playing our scale before, we were just going. Again, nothing was sounding like it, it belonged anywhere. It was just randomly moving around. Now what we're doing is we're selecting notes that we want to try and emphasize. And then we're bringing some of those other notes back into the fold here. You see, that's good. Now I don't need to, you know, I don't need to build out the triad again. I can see it sitting there. What do I want to emphasize? Do I want to go to this note or this note or because if you think about it, when I went like this, I could have did that and wind up on that note, which is part of the D chord. Let me show you. Let me rewind this. I'll do a couple of different examples to kind of show you what I'm talking about and then we'll, we'll discuss it. Watch this one. I could have did this. All I'm thinking here is I'm visualizing this D chord sitting here. Okay? So as I play this arpeggio of A major, I know I want to get over to D. So what I'm doing is I'm just playing this, adding in this note from the A major scale, and then deciding am I going to go to this note, or this note, or this note, which are all part of that D chord. But in doing this, now all of a sudden, I'm bringing back what I was talking about before, where I'm really trying to combine this arpeggio idea with the scale idea. I'm not just playing the arpeggio, and I'm not just playing the scale. I'm trying to emphasize notes of that arpeggio, and then I'm bringing back the notes of the scale to give it some color, to give it some uniqueness. Because if all I do is play those arpeggios, that's going to sound really old after a while. When you first start doing this, you might have to do that over and over and over for a week or two weeks or a month or six months or a year, whatever, right? Again, I always tell people, my two things that you got to remember, number one, practice on the days that you eat. And number two, the guitar will win. You'll die before you ever figure out everything about the guitar. It's impossible to figure it all out. But you find the things that you want the most, okay? And those are the things that you try and study. 
So as you're playing, I'm thinking about... Okay, now I know F sharp minor is coming, so what I would love to do over the F sharp minor, I would bend to this note right there, just because I would. And then I'd head back into the D however I want to, you see? So let me start this again. Because the bend is a nice thing, right? You think about it, I haven't done any bending yet. So adding that bend in is gonna sound really dynamic and again, a contrast from what I was doing before. So if I rewind this again, here we go. Makes for a nice little mel melody I could do again. Okay, and then I always wind up adding in my vocal elements, which if you've watched any of my stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Hammer-ons, pull-off slides, bends, vibrato, those things will start showing their faces as I do this. Because once I've built this out, I'm adding a little bit of palm mute here. Changing that up so the rhythm's not just going. I'm trying to change that up. Little palm muting. Okay, now here comes that F sharp minor and I wanna go to that bend because it's different. Now I could get to that a lot of, a lot of different, all sorts of different ways. And please remind yourself that faster doesn't necessarily mean better. More doesn't necessarily mean better. Although as guitar players, and I struggle with this myself, I think that a lot. So as I play, I mentioned this before, Isaac, the backing track is from Elevated Jam Tracks, if you find them. And the track was called, the album that it's on is called Deep Atmospheric Ballads Collection Volume 2. That's what it's called. And the track that I'm playing right now is Dramatic Ethereal Ballad Guitar Backing Track in A. So that's what it is, okay? Throw them a little money, they would appreciate it, and you're doing a good thing. So anyway, so if that makes sense, that's what I'm doing. So as I'm playing this, here comes that F sharp. Here comes D again, but I don't want to go, I don't want to do that same thing because I just did that. So I might... Right? Do something else to get out of that. Or I might even keep going. I might move up. Right? See right there? I know the D is coming, so I've got a D sitting right here. So I might build up. There's my F sharp. See that? And then back down. Move into something else. So that's a really great way of being able to utilize arpeggios to start building out some basic ideas of how you're going to connect these chords together. And the single most important point of all of this is, if you've never done this before for the first time, you're giving priority or hierarchy to certain chords at certain times. Where when you just do this, and I'm not saying that good stuff can't come out of it, but what I'm saying is you're just lacking in melody. If I do something like this...
just taking a chance on whether I'm landing on the right note, not landing on the right note. Sometimes it sounds better than others, which is fine. But what I'm lacking, I might impress my friends with that, but what I'm lacking is the availability of being able to make that connection. You know, whatever it might be. So hopefully that makes sense to you. What we're going to be doing on Wednesday is we're going to be talking about emphasizing non-chord tones, so not the triad for each one of these. Not all the time anyway. So we're going to step outside of that a little bit and start trying to add some of those to, again, create even more color in what we're doing. So hopefully that makes sense. Please do me a favor, everybody. If you get a chance, click on the link that's over in the description or over in the chat. You can always head over to guitarzoom.com, though it'll be over there, but we're talking about my melodic soloing course, and I could sure use your uh, support, and if you don't already subscribe, please do that, and I'll see you again on Wednesday at the same time. So practice, stay positive, and I'll see you very soon, okay? Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button.